you know, with the number of properties we have and, you know, definitely enjoy working with partners and so forth as well. But I want to I want to probably transition more into multifamily now. Uh, so that's kind of something that I'm learning about and, you know, starting to analyze multifamily deals and so forth. Uh, I've joined a mastermind group with some big hitters and I'm learning about that as well. So, yeah, been uh, that's kind of the next transition for me. Like, you know, I've kind of gone from condos to single family houses to student houses to duplexes. And I think, you know, my next step is probably multifamily as well as, you know, I, I did set up a website for um, off-market deals and so forth. I haven't really focused on that as much as I would have liked, uh, but, you know, that's probably something I'll, 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 uh, I'll leverage in the future as well, too. So, You are listening to the Savvy Real Estate Investor Show, the podcast dedicated to empowering you to invest for your family's future. Listen in to learn about different strategies successful investors use to live their best lives. Whether you are starting out on your real estate wealth building journey or a seasoned investor looking for the next unfair advantage, this is the show for you. Each conversation will help you be more savvy when it comes to understanding how to leverage real estate to achieve your goals and live an extraordinary life. Your host is none other than seasoned investors and power couple, Jose and Khadija Jafferji founders of the Savvy Real Estate Group, where we have been helping passive investors grow their wealth and getting them one step closer to financial freedom since 2008. Hey, fellow Savvy Real Estate Investors, we have Kosh Nanubai on our show today. Kosh is a full-time real estate investor who has built a portfolio of more than a dozen properties over the last decade or so, and he's dabbled into a lot of different strategies including pseudo-rentals, duplex conversions, and even a purpose-built development project he did using a modular building system. Since 2020, Koch was able to exit from his corporate career to become a full-time real estate investor, and he is now focused on continuing to build his portfolio with both new and existing JV partners. Um, He's building his first garden suite and looking to get into some multifamily building purchases as well. We spoke a lot about his big why, his dedication to his children and their pro sport activities, and how real estate has really been a great vehicle to create time freedom for himself and his family. So let's get started. Hey, we have uh, our amazing guest, Kosh Nanubai, joining us today. Kosh, uh, thanks so much for being on our show. I want to get started on, you know, how your background and what kind of what your growing up lifestyle was like and, you know, um, what made you decide to get into uh, the real estate space uh, later on? Uh, Sure. So in terms of background, I guess uh, I grew up in uh, like North York, the Jane Shepherd area. And by the way, the the way to pronounce my name is Kosh. So it's uh, like you know, like Jewish people, they eat koshered food. So it's like kosher without the er. And the reason I say that is that's how I used to explain my name growing up to uh, the members at the golf course that uh, uh, I used to work at for like 12 summers. So uh, it was a predominantly Jewish membership. Uh, some of the top kind of business folks in, in Toronto, uh, lawyers, doctors, uh, accountants, developers, and uh, other types of professionals. So 
you know, uh, you know, explain your name like that, nobody would forget it, right? So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So growing up, um, Jane and Shepherd area, not the greatest area, but you know, I would always be working. I'd be, um, you know, always be working at the golf course every summer. Uh, it was a great place to spend time, meet, you know, people, you know, see that life can be different, right? And just kind of get tips here and there. Yeah. So yeah, that that's kind of. I had a two different worlds growing up. I saw one world at work, and then I I went home to a different world. <laughs> no, that's that's amazing. I want to get you know. I want to actually ask you a little bit more about this experience working at the golf course, and you know, meeting the I guess the higher net worth individuals. Did you what kind of stuff did you learn from them? Um, I mean, we never like because I was so young. I didn't really like necessarily talk business to them like you know um i did try to understand what they did and who they were especially as i got older into university kind of age and wanting to like figure out what to do uh with myself i think what did i learn uh i just learned i guess that they definitely value hard work you know they 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 definitely value their time so i was somebody who would uh, help them um get through their golf round, right? So they would definitely uh, want to be my friend, I guess you could say, because I could put them in front of a bad group or put them in front of a good group or, you know, they have guests coming. They want to make sure everything runs smooth. So I, I learned they definitely value their time. And I definitely, I, 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 I guess the other thing I learned is they definitely value hard work. And the reason I say that is because I've always considered myself a hard worker. And, um, you know, when I was looking for, First of all, when I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do, I, I, I sat down with one of the members and I asked them, you know, I, I told him, I want to be in business. You know, what do you recommend? Right. And he said, lawyer or accountant. And I go, how come? He goes, every business transaction needs one. Right. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. So I kind of went down the accounting path. Right. And when I started university, you know, I, 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 uh, I had to you know, focus really hard on my marks and so forth and uh, to become a chartered accountant. And uh, basically, when I was looking to actually get into a firm, because you have to have certain marks, you have to get into a firm, and then you have to article in order to to write and become a, a chartered accountant or now CPA, right? What I realized is that my hard work kind of paid off because as soon as I told some of the members that I wanted to do this, they started like, like, offering to write me reference letters. They made phone calls. Uh, they didn't get me the job, but they got me a sh- get in the front door to sell myself. You know what I mean? And uh, it was kind of, um, that feeling was kind of very touching that, you know, you know, cause you didn't, I didn't really expect it, but you know, as soon as people knew and people heard, people started talking about it. You know, I was, uh, you know, I had numerous, numerous offers of help. And, and reference letters from some of the top people, you know, top business professionals in, in, in Toronto. So that was pretty cool. And uh, always remember that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I guess that sort of was your, your childhood and, you know, these early experiences that you had. So you went on and you actually, you know, became a chartered accountant. You worked in the corporate world uh, for several years. Um, when did your real estate journey start and what led you to leaving your corporate job because uh yeah you're you're basically a full-time real estate investor now yeah 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 so funny enough my real estate journey started without me really 
even knowing that I was going to be a real estate investor. So I was working at, at the public accounting firm, you know, making good money, living at home still, but I was kind of blowing money every weekend drinking, <laughs> you know, like going out Friday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday night, so forth. And then I, one day I just thought to myself, uh, like, I need to like start saving some money. So I, I, I got to buy a condo. So I ended up buying a condo downtown. I need, I said to myself, I need a payment. I need something that, you know, will, will make me focus on putting some money away. So uh, I ended up buying a condo downtown Toronto about 2003, 2004. Um, so that was my first journey into real estate, but I didn't even know that I was a real estate investor or anything like that. I was just buying a place. Uh, funny enough, obviously that condo after, I did learn about real estate investing, did help me build my portfolio a bit, right? So, and purchase future properties. But, you know, that was my first venture into it. But I think it all really started more formally or more kind of a structured way was was when I I went to my first Acre event for Rain, right? Which was 2013. Uh, That's kind of where it started, where I, I learned about real estate. I, I, um, I, I saw Don Campbell get on stage and, talk about his dad and you know I just kind of like wow this is this is what this can do for you right and that's that's actually what where it started yeah yeah so that was uh back in 2013 so you know you sort of were you were gravitating towards real estate you kind of had this condo thinking okay maybe I should do something here um walk us through sort of what you know between now and then uh, maybe summarize what how how that unfolded and and how you were able to to leave your job yeah so basically what happened was i was um i at that point when i went to that acre i was already i had transitioned out of doing financial roles and more into an executive recruitment world right where i was um helping large corporations find uh, professionals for their finance departments and i was a partner at a boutique firm downtown and what i realized is that i moved from something fully kind of more salaried to fully commissioned. And I was placing individuals in these roles and I, you know, with pensions and with uh, other types of future, um, you know, um, planning, right. And retirement planning uh, vehicles. And I, I didn't really have one. Right. And I always was interested in real estate, obviously probably from learning, you know, a lot of the members on the golf course were involved in it somehow too. And uh, that's why I went to that acre event is that I figured like, I, I uh, you know, I want to learn about it. And then what I realized is, you know, you could create your own pension, right, through investing in real estate. So that's where kind of my, that's how I started and how, what, what was the kind of impetus. I realized I didn't want to do what I was doing for the rest of my life either. And I needed more, I wanted more freedom in life and wanted to be, you know, wealthier, obviously as well too. Right. And, uh, uh, real, real estate was a great vehicle for building wealth. Right. So, um, and th- so basically I didn't, uh, do anything for the first year. You know, I had like analysis paralysis. Um, you know, I, um, set up my corporate structure and all that kind of stuff being the, the good accountant, right? Like, you know, like worrying about all the little things that uh, instead of being that sales guy and just jumping in and getting stuff. But anyway, uh, you know, I ended up buying, I started with, so I I sat back um, when I eventually did buy my first property, I was thinking, okay, my goal is to replace my income to create this freedom. So what's the best way, like which strategy provides the most cash flow, right? And I looked at, and student rentals was one of them, right? And I said to myself, okay, student rentals, obviously a lot of work. 
more cash flow. But, you know, I was never afraid of hard work. So I was like, you know, that's probably going to get me there quickest. So that's why I went that route. Uh, we ended up um, accumulating six student rentals. Um, so so we have a number of those now. We still hold. Um, you know, uh, I transitioned from that after it became harder to refinance things. Uh, and I purchased, uh, we started moving more into the duplex world, you know, uh, getting to, we have about uh, six of those now. One of those uh, was uh, we, we, we built actually. So I had a, a lot on one of the duplexes and uh, we severed the lot and uh, built a uh, purpose-built duplex. And we used uh, a modular building process, which was pretty cool. Uh, the house went up in, in a day and uh, was airtight by the next day. And then we started working on the inside and exterior finishes and so forth. But uh, yeah, no, that was uh, that was pretty cool experience. Um, that was around the time that I decided to leave. You know, we had uh, uh, accumulated enough properties to uh, uh, that generated enough cash flow to replace my kind of after-tax income, uh, or most of it, right? Enough of it, right? Because if you wait till you every last penny and kind of more, you're never going to take this take the fl- plunge, right? So, yeah. So that's that's kind of the the path. You know, student rental, duplex development. You know, do the renovations on on the, on the duplexes. Get familiar with construction and terms and so forth. Moved into the development side, right? You know, and throughout that process, we do have partners. We have uh, about four partners on different properties, right? So, yeah, and we still hold the condo um, and so forth, right? So nice. We definitely, I definitely want to get into the development side and the, the modular build, but you know, before that, I want to ask you. What kind of stuff are you doing? What does your day look like right now? Are you mostly focused on these uh, duplex conversions and um, or you know, looking at other opportunities? Yeah. So, I mean, at this at this point, we're, we're looking at uh, one of our uh, duplexes. We, we're, we've applied to build a garden suite. So that's kind of the main thing that I'm focusing on right now. Uh, we did get approved last week. Okay, so that that's good. So we're going to be able to build a 700 square foot uh, garden suite uh, in Hamilton. I think we'll be one of the first. I don't know if we'll be the first, but one of the first that that uh, um, be able to to build. Um, and, and how was that process like? Especially because you were one of the, I guess, the frontiers in doing this in uh, in Hamilton. It was it was pretty smooth. I mean, I, I used Andy Tran, right, and he's uh, he's great. And um, uh, there was some, you know, there were four variances we had to apply for minor variances. Uh, initially, we we got two two kind of agreed to with the planners, but we had to go back and work on two more on setbacks and so forth. And we came to agreement, so we had to delay the meeting or kind of go back for the next meet another meeting, and then they approved those. But apparently, there was some some pushback from the city, the councillor that was in that ward and some residents and so forth. But um, the alternative would have been to build a two-story with the same square footage. So I think knowing that alternative, people don't like that. So they kind of let us kind of get through. So we were able to do a 700 square foot one story. Yeah. Yeah. And 700 square foot is pretty like, that's still going to Yeah. It's going to be a nice two bedroom. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll make it modern open concept. Right. And because it's a corner lot, you know, it's going to, it's going to blend in with the fabric of the neighborhood very easily. Right. It's, uh, just, you know, it's going to look really good. 
Yeah. Yeah, and then you're gonna have like its own separate parking area as well, right? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. Long. On the side, there's already actually pavement there, which is cool. So we uh, we'll just kind of utilize that somehow. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. So uh, you know, maybe take us back into why you decided to do the the new construction and why you chose the modular method versus a, a traditional stick build. Like, what was your thought process uh, in regards to all that? Yeah, so um, why I chose... So, you know, I evaluated both. I mean, cost-wise, I think they were similar, right? Um, I wanted to try something different as well in the back of my mind. But I I also like the concept, like, if I'm going to do this in the future, I like the concept of being able to build simultaneously versus sequentially. Right. So when you build simultaneously, meaning you can be doing your foundation and your house is getting built somewhere else at the same time. Right. Whereas when you're building stick, you have to build, um, you have to build, uh, you know, your foundation, then build your house on top of it. Right. So I figured like it's pretty cool that if I could kind of nail this process down a bit, you know, in the future, if I build like larger subdivisions, you know, we could get to market quicker. Right. And I mean, part of development is, is just, it's, you know, how slow it is. Right. So it's, if you could speed up the process, you know, I figured if you could speed up the process. So, you know, if the cost wasn't so different and then, you know, and, and it was something different, uh, something unique, something that could speed up the process. I said, let me try it. I also knew garden suites were coming. So, um, you know, I figured, let me let me understand this. Maybe make some you know uh, relationships out there. You know, maybe we can leverage it for garden suites. And I'm still looking into that. I haven't decided yet, but it's definitely something we're looking into as well. Oh, can you imagine just being able to bring and drop a garden suite and like rent it like a few weeks later, right? Like it's uh, you know not we probably take a month or so or two to kind of get all the all the wiring and all the all the all the water, you know, everything hooked up properly, but. Um, yeah, if you could kind of nail that down and and go, like it's uh it's pretty big advantage, right? Yeah, I know that's that's definitely cool. So, um where in terms of like I mean, I guess all of this being said, what what would you what what are you expecting to do in the next 3 to 5 years? Like what are your what are your big goals? Like so definitely uh the garden suite want to get that that's more short term. I want to kind of get that down under my belt, but uh you know, with the number of properties we have and, you know, definitely enjoy working with partners and so forth as well. But I want to, I want to probably transition more into multifamily now. Uh, so that's kind of something that I'm learning about and, you know, starting to analyze uh, multifamily deals and so forth. Uh, I joined a mastermind group with um, some, some big hitters uh, and I'm learning about that uh, as well. So yeah, been uh, that's kind of the next transition for me. Like, you know, I've kind of gone from condos to single family houses to student houses to duplexes and i think you know my next step is probably multifamily as well as you know i i did set up a website for um off market deals and so forth i haven't really focused on that as much as i would have liked uh but you know that's probably something i'll i'll i'll, uh, I'll leverage in the future as well too so yeah just kind of looking at adding new strategies to the belt and and leveling up right and kind of putting everything under one roof versus uh, multiple roofs, right? Yeah. No, and and like you mentioned all of these things you you've um you've tried so many different strategies, right? You went from pseudo rentals like you mentioned to duplex conversions to 
severing lots, new builds, uh, garden suites now. What like what was your uh, thought process when, when it comes to kind of just going at different strategies? Because it takes a big learning curve to go through all that. Was it just that you wanted to challenge yourself with and and or was it to try to find the the best strategy that's suitable for you? I think a bit of both, right? Like when you work in your nine to five job, you just kind of go in and you, you know, you do the same thing or similar things every month, every day, especially as an accounting role, right? What I love about real estate investing is just learning different things and identifying different opportunities, creating different opportunities, seeing things that people didn't see, you know, um, that's, that's, that's the, that's what I love about real estate investing, right? It's, it's constant learning, constant, uh, evolution, um, yeah, so I mean, I think it's a bit of both. Yeah, we feel the same way. It's, is that we're always kind of pivoting as you know, market changes, as opportunities become scarce. Uh, you know, we, you know, that's one of the reasons we personally decided to look into a different market in the U.S. Uh, right now, and because yeah, like that's that's the life of an entrepreneur you always got to go with the times you always got to evolve as a person as a business owner and and get up to new challenges yeah yeah for sure i mean i probably you know uh yeah i've slowed down a little bit uh you know i don't try to put too much into i, I kind of after my you know i'm very busy with my kids i know i mentioned to you earlier right so both of them play you know high level hockey and, uh, you know, we're at tournaments every weekend and so forth. So I also know that before my son's 11 and I know that, um, you know, before the, uh, the age of 12, right. Like they say, you spend 80% of your time kind of, uh, uh, sorry, uh, working, uh, you know, with them, right. You know, after that they're with their friends and so forth. Right. So sorry, he's 12. Sorry. Yeah. So yeah, he, you know, and my daughter's nine. So you want to kind of, I want to try to maximize the time that we have together before they they're off with their friends all the time. Right. So, um, I think, um, that's, imp- that's very important to my wife and I, right. Cause I think the bond that you build with them now is that bond that's going to help you through those teenage years. Right. And, and other years. Right. So if you don't have a good relationship and, and part of the reason I decided to, make the shift was more time freedom because I noticed when I was building the portfolio and when I was working at the same time, I, you know, my relationship with my daughter was really suffering. Right. And, uh, so she, you know, never, she always would go to her mom. She never, you know, it's just that, that feeling that you'd weren't as close with my son. I had more time. So I think part of the reason you asked, why did I make that shift as well is, is to spend more time with them and and her specifically. And what's pretty cool now is we have a, a really good relationship. Two years later, um, she was asking me to sleep with her, you know, and kind of like, you know, spend time with her. And she's very creative, so she always wants to. I told her she's going to take over all our social media stuff. And she's like, yeah, and then she's creating videos on the iPhone. I'm like, wow, how'd you do that? You know what I mean? So it's it's pretty cool. We have we have that type of relationship. She's very business minded, actually. She's very uh, always thinking of business ideas. She wants to do dog walking. She wants to do lemonade stands. She wants to do, you know, so it's really cool. Actually, I enjoy talking to her because uh, about business too. So yeah, it's something that uh, that's developed really nicely between us. Right. So 
Yeah, no, those are honestly the best, the best stories I hear about all of this. Right. And I think that sometimes even the best of us, we forget the why, right? We, we get so consumed in this business and we get so consumed in the, like, you know, the FOMO, right? The fear of missing out on opportunities or not being able to grow our business as quickly as we can. But you're you're absolutely right. Like those years are so limited. They're so short and they're so limited. And that's all you got. You only got that one shot, right? Unless you're going to have more kids. Um, But at least with those kids that that that's your shot, right? Like those formative years. And, um, you know, it's so funny you're saying that your daughter's interested in all this stuff because it's, you know, maybe my opinion, but it's a lot of it is, is parenting and exposure, right. To, to what, what we're doing. And even for us, like our kids go everywhere with us every weekend. Like we're, we work too. We have to work sometimes when we go to job sites, they go everywhere. They pack picnics. My kids will eat picnics inside, like inside construction zones. Like we'll put, we'll put drywall down on the ground and they'll picnic there. Um, it's exciting for them, right? Like they do it. And, um, it's they're being exposed. Like we're teaching them, at least they're with us, right? At least we're doing it together as a family. And it's again, for us to get such, such an important part of what we do, why we do it. Yeah. 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 You know, no, I, let, I let my kids come to a demo site and like take the hammer and hit some drywall. They were so excited and happy. Right. So it's, yeah, it's, yeah it's because cool. they, they, they still, you know, they, they, for the longest time, they didn't know what mommy and daddy do, you know? Yeah. They and, don't quite understand. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what my kids always like, because I'm I'm the full time real estate. They see mom working at her job, and they're like, "Dad, what do you do?" Right? And then you know, it's like, "What do you do all day, Dad?" Like, yeah. So it's funny. Yeah. So to, I, I'm curious to know more about sort of you know your your kids' hockey, and I mean, sports are such an interesting thing, right? Like they're uh, people people who who have kids playing pro sports. Um, maybe tell us about that and like why you chose to pursue pro hockey for your kids or, or, or you know what I mean, we maybe go, they chose I, it i didn't really <laughs> choose it really like we um i don't know if you've heard or ever heard of sport ball which is like so yeah we i put them in sport ballery which is multi-sport right and my son and daughter they've always been like athletic and you know for hockey like i like i never grew up playing hockey so um, I only like, I, I remember asking my wife, my, my mom actually, if we could play and, you know, she asked me two questions like, you know, you know, who's going to take you and who's going to pay for it. So I, I, I ended up playing with the orange ball outside with my buddies. Right. So cool. Like we, even the goalie pads, like we would cut open a mattress and duct tape, like the foam and like put strings through it to like make goalie pads. Right. You know, so like we grew up that way, right. Like we just improvised and made, you know, so but it was lots of fun that way um but uh in terms of how did they get into it, like i just put i put my son into ball hockey at like three or something he just like a local league right said hey go play like my 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 hit my nephew was playing he went he went we had to watch some games He's like daddy i want to try this tried it then we live in canada so i said you know why don't you we got to teach them how to skate right it's kind of skate swim you got to like learn these things right so put them on the ice and then the same place he was learning to skate they had like a little beginner's league, right? So I said, okay, you played some hockey, some skates. You want to try this? He said, okay, yeah. And from there on, like, it's been him. Like, he just, he loves it. He's passionate about it. And I'm I'm happy, very happy that he's found for him his passion in life early, right? And I do whatever, we we do whatever we can to support that, right? Um, and that that's a lot of time. It takes a lot of time. Um, but, you know, what's pretty cool is, you know, uh, there's a lot of 
um, as I mentioned to you earlier, a lot of um, overlap, like or similarities between like hockey and and real estate investing or or life in general, right? Because you know you got to train, you got to work hard, you got to find the right coaches, you know, you got to hone your skills, you got to uh, uh, you listen to direction, take feedback, you got to readjust, you got to. There's so many, you know. There's the team element, right? There's you gotta you gotta support your team. You gotta move the puck. You gotta work together, right? If you don't work together, you lose the game. You try to do everything yourself, right? You know it's uh, it's pretty pretty cool when you know now that I've gone down that path and doing real estate at the same time, you kind of realize that you need to. That's why this year I said to myself, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna I want to buy buildings, so I gotta like get some education or get involved and meet people who are doing it. So that's why I joined the mastermind, right? So. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it was really organic, to be honest, like a lot of dads in this and, and, uh, families that are in hockey, it's like the kids kind of living their dad's dream, like, you know, or like they're, what they weren't able to do or whatever. Like, I guess to some extent he's doing that, but like, I was never like a professional hockey player. I never played ice hockey. Right. It's, it's more like I tell him, like, at the end of the day, this is a lot for us to do when you, if you if you're not putting your all in, then just let me know because like, you know what I mean? We're not going to do it anymore. Right. Because so if you're going to go there, you got to work hard. If you're not going to work hard, let's just call it a day right now. Right. Like do something less, like maybe house league or something else. You know what I mean? But he loves it. Uh, my daughter loves it too. Uh, not as much as him, but you know, like I said, she's, she has other passions, which is cool. And once she finds her passion, um, fully and you know at the right age we'll support that 100% too right but I do want her to stay in a team sport I really think there's a lot of benefits to to being in team sports so uh, we whatever level she she can play at and uh, you know I'd love I love for her to stay in it as long as she can and and keep working hard at it so no that's that's amazing you know I, it like you mentioned the Sports is such an important part uh, of of growing up, and now that he's kind of he's built that self discipline about working hard, uh, following direction, and almost like trying to be the best version of himself. It, it's it's amazing because that's that's going to that, carry over, right? That's well, going to yeah. carry over well, even sure. if he doesn't you know go as far as he'd like he's going to carry over any in anything he does right so which so, is really yeah cool. those yeah. traits are transferable right absolutely um i want to kind of transition into you know um what what you've been doing right now in the the uh, multifamily like uh what was the thought process behind you want to switch to multifamily now um was it uh, like rather than kind of stick to what you're doing right now which Obviously, is yeah, no, I mean, a very preliminary, like just starting to analyze deals, um, starting to understand, you know, the terminology, costs associated with it, so forth, right? So it's still very preliminary. Um, but the thought process was pretty straightforward. Like, you know, you kind of get tapped out. It's harder to refinance my existing portfolio, especially with student rentals. Um, I've been told it's easier to buy multifamily than it is to buy another another duplex. You know what I mean? So, I mean, just... It just makes sense, right? It's uh, but yeah. you're you're doing a lot of joint ventures as well, right? Um, yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah. I've I've done a number of them. Um, I would continue to do it, but I also, you know, I think it's it's time for me to level up, right? Uh, as well. Um, 
And uh, I do have a number of like through my networks and so forth, people with larger capital that that could invest more in multifamily. And sometimes they're not interested in smaller deals too, right? They're, They're like interested in this. So that's part of it too. So yeah, I mean. Would you still do some development? Yeah, I, yeah, I'd, I'd still do development. Um, I'd, I'd love to do a subdivision, you know, maybe ten houses or something like that. I'd love to do something smaller to start out, and maybe a building one day. You know, I don't know. Uh, I'd love to do that. You know, I drive by construction sites all the time, look at the sign, and say, "Is that going to be my sign one day?" You know, so I'd love to. Yeah, no, it, uh, it's still very appealing. I just. I think I just have to wait for a different time in life a little bit, to be honest, to, to, to be truly um, dedicated to that. Uh, just, to, you know, once the kids are a bit older, like maybe two, three years from now. Right. So that's why purchasing multifamily, something that's already there for now is good, a better midterm goal. You know, long-term would be more like building something. Right. Yeah, okay. for sure. Cause um, I know how long takes right and the delays and you know so forth right i think i need a bigger bigger pool of cash to or bigger pool of cash flow to kind of we're going through our new build right now and you know it's it's going to be slightly over two years before we actually get paid you know yeah or uh, so it's a long-term play with development oh yeah you got to have the kind of longer term but also the shorter term one uh strategies going at the same time right yeah. And, um, you know, maybe talk to us a little bit about how you sort of stay disciplined and work on your mindset. I mean, it's, it, every, you know, we're talking about all these things like, oh, yeah, like I got this going on and I got this going on. But, it, you know, being an entrepreneur and being on your own also has its struggles. Right. So, um, you know, how do you stay motivated and focused and and how do you, you know, continue to to, to give yourself that sort of that discipline and the goal setting and all of that stuff that keeps, keeps your business thriving. Yeah. Like I do set annual goals, um, like, you know, wanting to build my first garden suite this year, maybe purchase my first 10 unit building or something like that. I'll be honest, it's ebbs and flows, right? Like it's hard. It's hard to stay structured, to be honest. Right. And especially with, you know, my son and daughter's kind of schedule. Uh, that kind of dominates a bit. And, uh, you know, I fit the rest in in between. I do, you know, get into, you know, when I'm really disciplined and focused, I'm up at like five, I'm doing the, you know, the the morning routines and so forth, the meditation, the, uh, you know, exercise and so forth. But, you know, uh, it's kind of like I'll get into a slump and then all of a sudden I'll be like, oh my God, I can't believe this. And then boom, I'm back again, consistency. You know what I mean? I'll be, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say that I, you know, I'm like a hundred percent consistent all the time. I get up and do this. Like it's, 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 it's ebbs and flows. Like I get into more phases to be honest. Right. So we're the same way. So. Yeah. We're the same way. But I think that, you know, the, the great part about your story is that, you know, the power ultimately it comes down to the power that real estate has to create uh, financial freedom and opportunities for you to be able to focus on the things that you choose to focus on, whether it's your kids or whatever it may be. Like hundred percent. Like you I do feel that. like sometimes I, you know what I mean? Like I, you know, you're on Facebook, you're seeing everybody doing all these things and you're figuring, Oh my God, like that's probably part of my motivation. That's how I stay disciplined sometimes too. But on the, on the flip side, I'm like thinking to myself, you know, I got, this is my only time right with with the kids right and if i don't if i don't find that balance and we have i'm not saying we have a good 
base already, you know, we can, this is why, you know, we did this, right? Like we worked hard, hard, hard for, for like a good five years, right? Solid, like weekends. Like I didn't see the kids a lot, right? Setting up new houses, new rentals, new whatever, you know, um, and, um, you know, they, you know, sometimes they'd help too. Like you said, they'd come and, you know, do some cleaning or something, but they, you know, at the end of the day, we worked really hard so that I could spend more time with them. Right. Um, and, and so that's what I'm doing. Right. And, but I still have some projects going on the side. Right. But once they're probably over 12, I'll probably, I, I already see myself kind of being more, more focused on um, put, putting more, more, more irons in the fire. Right. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and you know what? Uh, I'm, I'm curious to know, you know, as an active investor, th- there is, People underestimate the amount of work and the amount of discipline, hours it takes to become a successful investor. Um, maybe, you know, do you have a number in mind how many hours in, in time and money that you may have spent going through net- networking events, reading books, uh, you know, building relationships, uh, working on your business, essentially? Hundreds. Like, I think I quantified it as over three, four hundred once. And then, multiple thousands right like probably you know one course you go to sometimes like 5g's right or something like that right so it's multiple like i would say and you think about like when i was a rain member every month the fees would come out i mean it's it's equi- it's more than equivalent to university education for sure 50 probably 50 75 maybe even 100 i don't know in terms of cat, like actual outlay, like you don't realize like every month how much you're paying for something. And then, you know, you're going to this course, that course, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I would say probably under a hundred, probably in between, probably something like 50 to, uh, I don't know, actually at least 50 for sure for hundred percent 50. But uh, interesting question, actually, I'm, I, I got to actually sit that down because I did like have this conversation with a partner once who, or someone who wanted to partner and they didn't understand the whole 50%, right? Trying to explain like, you know, how does, how does that work? And um, what, what do I do? Right. And, you know, but there's a lot of work involved in, you know, you go make that decision to buy that house. You didn't make that decision, like just walking in for the first time you saw, you know, 20, 30 houses first, right? You, analyze 20 30 houses first you you you've studied that area to learn to go to those houses you know you you know so it's like then you you went to that meeting to like learn to that and then you met you met that person for a coffee after the meeting that helps you on your team you did you know there's just it's just so much that people don't realize that's behind the scenes uh you know my partners uh they get they get financial statements at the end of the year. If we're doing a large expenditure, I'll call them or we have an issue, I'll call them. But I think if you ask them like how much time they spend, they would say like they could count it on their like, you know, couple fingers, right? It's one or two hours, maybe having a call with me, chatting. Half of that's probably just like socializing and then actually getting into the the real estate stuff, right? So And the other thing is that, you know, by you know, so yeah, it, a lot of people think that it's just Real estate investing is just about buying a house and renting it out. You know, this is as simple as that. Uh, but they don't understand that, you know, the amount of time and um, effort it took to get to where you are. 
studying the markets and so on and so forth. And also, you know, failing uh, many times in the process, right? Uh, maybe tell us a little bit about maybe if, uh, if it's a project or a story that you can think of where, you know, things didn't go as, as well as you thought or, you know, uh, but you learned so much in the, in the process. Yeah, I mean... Um, Probably your new build, right? Yeah, I mean, through that process, that was pretty interesting. Um, you know, there's a, a number of different uh, uh, things that uh, happened there. One of them was just say, like, for example, even the roof, the design of the roof, right? If we, we had a, a certain type of roof, we'd have to build it on site, right? But if we had uh, a different type of roof, we could have the modules come with the roof. And then when the two modules go down, the roofs would get lifted and joined. You know what I mean? So we had to tweak our design and resubmit in order to get that roof um, adjusted. And that saved me probably like 10,000 bucks, but it cost me maybe a couple thousand to kind of go back to committee and so forth. Right. So, um, you know, that just, yeah, there's a, probably a ton of examples in that new build, to be honest. Um, not necessarily failed, but like more like, Oh, I could have designed this different or I could have saved yeah. here. And sometimes you know, you just it's don't all know in the design, into, right? Building is all in the design. Um, it just, yeah. Yeah, I know. That's great. And yeah, I think that that's a good thing. I mean, we, we speak with so many people on the show who are doing joint ventures and it's a, it's an interesting concept and having to, for people to start to understand what it is to invest in real estate. And you know, it's, 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 it's also the market in Ontario, right? It's been so forgiving for people who don't know what they're doing. But I think that people like yourself who've been through the cycles and have stuck to the fundamentals and have consistently been able to get results, you know, since 2013 or 14 or whenever it was that you started till to date, um, it's completely different than somebody who's entered the market like two years ago. Right. And, um, now people will start to see the different cycles of what, what can happen and, and what can happen if you don't know what you're doing and if you're not sticking to those fundamentals. And, and I think the other big lesson is, you know, 50% of a pie is better than no pie. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, that's what I say. I say, I tell, I tell people who are interested and they don't get it. I said, okay, you, here's the networking group I go to. You can start going to it. You can start building your relationships. Uh, and, and, you know, I, go ahead. Like, I'm, you know what I mean? Um, but then, I, you know, I also ask them, like, how many properties do you have now? Zero. Why? Because I didn't know where to buy. I didn't know what to do. I say, okay, well. That's, you know, how long, you know, you're going to like, and then you, you say, you see them like a year later, how many properties do you have? Zero. Do you know how much the market's gone up? Right? Like it's, you got to like, understand, like, I find like more professional uh, folks, like who, who are like, um, especially like more established in the business world or so forth. They get it. They get the deal. They understand. They value time. They, you know what I mean? I think it's more. You know, folks who don't have that business acumen a little bit that tend to like think, oh, you're just trying to like take half my money kind of thing, right? It's they don't they don't understand what it takes because I think professionals ha uh, that are more uh, have put in that time and education or post masters or whatever it is to kind of like get to a specialization that they kind of like realize that it doesn't just happen overnight, right? That's my experience anyway. I not everybody. Some people who are just 
astute business people who get it as well. Like it just, um, but I think sometimes when people don't get it, it's a good sign that, you know, you don't try to ever convince anybody, right? Like you just, you kind of just explain it, let them see what's happening. Like all my partners, I've never really said, let's do this, right? It's more, they've approached me, right? Um, and kind of said, you know, uh, I see what you're doing. You know, I'd like to, you know, do something similar. And they see that I've left my job. They see that, you know, we're, we're at hockey tournaments all the time. They see that we're like going on vacation. They're like, you know, I mean, we don't live extravagantly. Um, but, uh, you know, we do have some freedoms that people can see and they're like, how can they do that? Right. So, yeah. Oh, that's amazing. And, uh, I think you have a great story and, you know, you've attained such great success so far. And, and again, I think the, the biggest moral of this story is, you know, the why, right? Like why you're doing all of this is ultimately so you can invest in, in spending that time with your kids and allowing you to hone their passions as well as your own. Right. Which is, is, is amazing. So yeah, yeah. definitely, you know, um, you know, my wife is still working and, um, you know, she's been a big, big part of this as well. And, uh, you know, so it's not all me. I just wanted to kind of say like, it's definitely, yeah. uh, she's, uh, she's definitely instrumental in every major decision and, you know, keeps me in check and so forth and, um, gives a lot to the family as well. So yeah, definitely. Um, uh, it's something that we did together for sure. hundred percent. Yeah, no, that's amazing. So just like yeah, you before guys, we, yeah. <laughs> yeah, before we, I mean, definitely. And, and, you know, I'm sure she appreciates you acknowledging her because there's always one who's sort of behind the scenes, but you know, it, it does take a team effort, I think, to really attain that. So that's, that's great. Um, yeah. And before we wrap up here, we just, you know, we ask our guests, um, is there sort of a quote or a saying that, you know, resonates with who you are, or how you live your life, or, uh, perhaps, uh, you know, is, is, is a good uh, indication of, of your business principles that you'd be willing to share? Yeah. I mean, like I, said, I think I mentioned to you earlier, I think I like the, yeah, the one that kind of more hockey related that you never lose. It's you, you win or learn, right? So you, if you, if you're afraid of losing, you'll never learn, right? Like you just gotta keep moving forward. Um, and, and, and reflect and, uh, continue to grow, uh, versus, uh, um, looking at something in a negative way. Right. So. Yeah. hundred percent. Every, every failure is an up is, is, you know, a chance for you to become better and, uh, not make those same mistakes. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, no gosh, uh, you know, uh, if people want to get a hold of you, what's the best way for them to reach out? Yeah, I mean, I'm on Instagram, uh, Coach Nanubai is my handle, um, Facebook as well, same handle, or my email is knanubai at gmail.com. Uh, okay, so perfect. We'll that I'm sure you'll notes. have my name in the show notes. So it's just yeah. my first initial and last name. Yeah. Okay, Amazing. perfect. Yeah, we'll put And it uh, I am developing a website as well, which, uh, which should be up by the time this, uh, this podcast drops. So uh, it's just my name as well, com. Perfect. Awesome coach. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, we'll definitely put all that in the show notes and uh, yeah. Thanks again for taking time to sit down with us. Yeah, today. No problem. I You're hope uh, I was able to share some tidbits and hopefully, uh, you know, get some, get some people uh, like real estate's really changed my life. Right. I wouldn't be able to do what I do uh, without uh, the fact that I've invested um, and a while back and, and, and taken this journey. So I hope, you know, more people will, We'll, uh, we'll be able to do that uh, through your podcast and through other, uh, you know, um, 
you know, taking the first steps, right? Taking some action. 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I love, uh, thanks for, thanks a lot for your time and sharing your wisdom. Um, yeah. So talk awesome. soon. Awesome. All right. Take care, guys. Bye. I hope you enjoyed today's conversation on the Savvy Real Estate Investor Show. Make sure to hit subscribe or follow on whichever platform you are listening to this on. If you liked this episode, please write a review and share it with us. We are getting the show up and running right now, so every message, every review, and every note counts. This show exists to showcase how investors at any level can start using and leverage real estate to become savvy wealth builders. If you want to learn more about how we can potentially help you create more passive income and build your wealth faster, go to www.savvyrealestateinvestor.com. Once again, it's www.savvyrealestateinvestor.com. All right, that's a wrap. We can't wait to hang out with you on the next episode.